0: hello hello i'm casey i'm sarah and we are relatively dark
1: so how are you today i'm good i'm a little tired i woke up from a nap i worded
0: that very weird (laughs) I'm a little tired I woke woke up from a nap. (laughs) You should not be tired then. Mm -hmm. Recently woke Uh, up from a nap. Well, I'm tired because I didn't sleep enough. Because you didn't get a nap. Right. Exactly.
1: Are you ready? I'm ready. You can hear the church bells in the background. Sorry. That sounds
0: creepy. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with me. Oh, man. Okay. So today we are going to be doing volume three of Quackery. Quackery. Yay.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> I'll turn, tone it down. Just a tad. Just like half a notch. I can do that. Okay. This section is plants and soil. Okay. We're going to get into a lot of drugs on this one. Okay. Yeah. First one is opiates. Mm-hmm. So I think that the book assumes that maybe the reader knows more processes than we do because <laughs> I didn't know a lot about opium or opiates opioids, whatever mm-hmm. okay so I'm going to tell you what I found out but I didn't do a whole lot of digging because it's like the very layman's terms yes I don't okay. want this isn't a science podcast okay so here we go <laughs> it's a good thing it's not otherwise I would not be here <laughs> right so it actually comes from a flower mm-hmm. and it is the opium poppy like poppy seeds Yes, and poppies. Remember on the Wizard of Oz? Oh,
1: poppies. Yes, poppies
0: will make, make them, them to sleep. sleep.
1: Yes, sleep.
0: <laughs> sleep. Oh, my gosh. So, how do they get the opiate, opioid, opium from the poppy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Uh, so, anyway, once the flower wilts, after only about two days, it leaves behind a pod. Mm-hmm. And while the pod is still fresh, it is harvested and it's somehow made into the drug. I tried to find specifics, but I mostly got historical info, so I quit looking. Hmm. So, apparently opium has been around for thousands of years. I'm not exactly sure how it was used at first. If it was like just the whole flower or just the pod. Yeah. Once again, this one was thought to cure everything, but it was mostly used for pain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And poppy plants mixed with other ingredients or poppy syrup. Was suggested for colicky or teething babies.
1: I don't know. That reminds me of the mercury in the teething powder.
0: Yeah, I guess they didn't know what to do with babies, so they, they were tried. Just completely lost. Yeah, you shouldn't be surprised after all this stuff. So a lot of those babies didn't survive. Yeah, unfortunately, but people are stupid. Humanity. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, some of the different forms and methods that they used for opium, it was first mixed with licorice or an ointments, but it was also mixed with hemlock to be used as sort of a death sentence. So, hemlock is a poisonous plant. Yeah. And if someone was, like, sentenced to death, they mm-hmm. would use this as a poison, almost like now like we use lethal. execution method? Yeah. Okay. Like, now we use lethal injection. They were feeding them poison. Gotcha. And opium. It was later put into pill form by the famous physician, Paracelsus. hmm This was in the 15th century. These pills were called... You can do it. I forgot to do my research of pronunciation. But I'm going to try. We're just going to call it laudanum. Laudanum? Yeah. These pills allegedly contained... Um, get ready, it's a long list and it's gross. Okay. So, quote, 25% opium mm-hmm. plus... Mummy, Bazoar stone, don't know if I said that right, taken from a cow's digestive tract, amber, crushed coral and pearls, musks, no, musk, sorry, oils, the bone from the heart of a stag, and unicorn horn. End quote. What? <laughs> um, they suspect that the unicorn horn was probably from a rhinoceros or a narwhal. <laughs> I can't what (laughs) what is mummy mummy is mummy it covers it more in a different section yes ah yes okay in the book it said uh yes you read that right oh okay yeah um i told you it was disgusting some of the pills did have better ingredients like cinnamon orange juice saffron and so on so that's a plus
1: saffron's fancy Mm. super expensive
0: yeah i don't know if it was then well, I know but, not
1: then, but I'm just like. Well, I mean, it might have been. I mean, those for terms, what it was, like it might have yeah, been. That cost like
0: four rocks. <laughs> Put that back. <laughs> oh gosh, a quote from the book. Basically, it was mostly opium mixed with a lot of expensive crap mm-hmm, that smelled mostly awesome. The later ones, not those other ones.
1: Yeah, I was about to say.
0: So eventually, laudanum was produced as a liquid and contained large amounts of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So let's mix these two together lovely uh morphine even came from the poppy flower Hmm. it was extracted from inside the pod and it was named after after sorry the greek god of dreams who was called morpheus (laughs) red or blue yep so obviously it had our pop filters oh my god (laughs) it
1: all ties back to the matrix
0: i don't remember which one am i I think it. the blue
1: is. I'm not even gonna guess because I don't remember. Oh, I yeah. watched that not too long ago. You don't remember?
0: No. Not it's either. Yeah. Wonder if I'm the good choice. You're boring. <laughs> anyway, because of its effects on what staying awake, I guess, because <laughs> it caused you to fall asleep? Mm-hmm. That's why it was used for colicky babies, and that's why it was named after the god of dreams, Morpheus. Gotcha. That makes so, sense. I don't know why I didn't say that. Maybe I thought people knew. But I don't know. Anyway, there you're teaching you us. No, I'm there just you go. I don't know a lot of people know about drugs for whatever reason. So, <laughs> during the 1850s, the syringe was invented, mm-hmm. and obviously anything injected has a stronger effect. This resulted in even more people using it. Yeah. So the syringe was a great invention for the medical field, but it was awful in regards to Illegal drug use or recreational drug use—I'll say that because this stuff wasn't illegal yet. Yeah, obviously there was a problem with addiction. In an attempt to fix that, pharmacists and chemists tried to create morphine without the addictive parts of it. Mm-hmm. Thus, diacetyl morphine was born. Okay, using there. No, this <laughs> is definitely what I thought <laughs> of. It wasn't for another decade, though, that a chemist who worked for Bayer mm. started testing it. Gotcha. I'll tell you, somehow. Stuff just gets extracted from other things. I don't know <laughs> how. I don't know how this stuff works. Okay, so they extracted morphine from the pods of the opium poppy. Then they extract diacetyl morphine from the morphine. That was extracted from the pod. What? Of the poppy. I don't. Anywho. Some of the employees at Bayer who tested it said it made them feel heroic. And it was later called heroin. Heroin. Yep. Huh. Okay. So, opium poppy, opiates, opium, then that gets broken down some more into morphine, then that gets broken down some more into heroin. All of this, I had no idea it comes from one flower. Yeah, I did not know that either. That is crazy. Yep. Bayer ended up marketing heroin in the form of pills. Shocker. Powders. <laughs> liquids. Mm-hmm. And lozenges. And even claimed that heroin was a cure for morphine addiction. <laughs> I mean that's not it came, true sir how do you do it? it came from the same thing anyway so today opiates and morphine are still used to control pain mm-hmm. on a controlled level by physicians but heroin was outlawed in the u.s in 1924 even though there are precautions and laws set to prevent drug abuse opioid addiction is still a very real and dangerous problem in the u.s very, and probably worldwide so which is really really sad yeah cannot talk really so moving on to our next element, substance, strychnine. Did strychnine? you Strychnine? Yeah, strychnine. Okay. This comes from the seeds of the strychnine tree. Of course. Mm hmm. That is native to India and Southeast Asia. Okay. The flowers that grow on the tree apparently smell really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fruit that replaces them has five seeds inside. Okay. And the whole tree is actually poisonous. Every part. Okay. That's a big no-no. <laughs> but what did they do? I don't know, Tommy. Exactly the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about how they, you know, what they did with it in a minute. But it causes severe muscle spasms that can lead to asphy- asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. That's a hard word. <laughs> it is. Or death by total exhaustion from the spasms if it's not treated. It only takes five milligrams of pure strychnine to kill someone. Wow. That is extracted from the seeds. Gotcha five milligrams teeny tiny
1: bit
0: (laughs) it was used as a poison for small animals Um, yeah it was thought to increase energy levels because it's effect what i'm sorry did i say it wrong
1: no you (laughs) say they thought it would increase your energy levels and instead you would just die i'm sorry (laughs) that's not funny (laughs) that's okay it's just like Oh, I just feel really tired lately and not, I don't really feel like doing anything. Oh, here, try this. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, can we get somebody in here, please? Something went wrong. (laughs) It's not funny, but it's, it's it's morbidly funny.
0: Well, let's get back to the energy levels. I'll explain why they thought that this was real. (laughs) It had the same, not the same effect, but a similar effect that caffeine has. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it stimulates the nervous system. Gotcha. So, it was mixed with other ingredients and used as an energy drink. The OG Monster? The OG Red Bull? Yeah. On small doses, it could do this. You know, create that feeling of awakeness, alertness, motivation. Less than five millimeters. Milligrams. Milligrams. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who knows how much they were actually putting in it. Yeah, and for the record, I do
1: know (laughs) that
0: millimeters does not measure, like, a liquid. (laughs) I understand that. I think they know by now that sometimes we know what we're talking about. We just don't act like we do.
1: Yeah, and it (laughs) doesn't come out right.
0: Like, 84% of the time. So, milligrams. Yes. So, one doctor thought that strychnine might be able to help patients that were paralyzed because of the spasms. It caused. I think that's stupid, but whatever. <laughs> I mean. They really believed in it, and they really thought it was going to help, so. Yeah, their intentions were good, and, I mean, we wouldn't be where we are without. Their intentions were good, but wrong. Right. Anyway, so he did experiment on this patient that was paralyzed from his waist down. hmm He started by giving him small doses of strychnine, but he increased that dosage over time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, over a three-month period, that patient had been given 314 grains of strychnine. It says grains, yes. So, I'm not 100% sure how much that actually is. But, he ended up walking out of the hospital. Hmm. Yeah. Strange. This uh, doctor was like, oh, yeah. It worked.
1: It worked. It worked.
0: Yes, I think it was a miracle when God stepped in and was like, you know what, dude, you're done. Before you kill this guy. (laughs) Probably more likely. That's what I think happened. But... The doctor went on to experiment on more patients, but none of them were really successful, because the patients never really got any better.
1: Yeah.
0: What do you know? So, after the pure strychnine was extracted, it was added to pills for the bedroom, called gems. Even though the strychnine wasn't listed on the ingredients,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so it was meant to. I guess we can call it an aphrodisiac,
1: like for yes, for both? men and women. Okay. Yes.
0: Funny fact about this little company's pills, they were charged with fraud because the claims they made weren't true, not because of the poison that was in the pills. So the strychnine wasn't on the ingredients listed Mm -hmm. and they were charged with fraud, but that wasn't the reason they were charged with fraud. It was because Because your pills didn't didn't. do what you said they were. Yeah, gotcha. Strychnine was also added to a syrup that was said to cure a whole list of lung diseases, diseases, (laughs) (laughs) including (laughs) tuberculosis and the flu.
1: That is not surprising at all.
0: No. Everything cured those diseases. Not. <laughs> everything was thought to cure all those diseases. Correcto. All those diseases. Or whatever you said. I added an N or something. Yeah, in there. Diseases. <laughs> <laughs> Disease. Di- anyway. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so, uh, strychnine's popularity was diminishing by the 1970s. However, Nux vomica, which is the tree that the strychnine comes from. Okay. Yeah, that's the, like, scientific name.
1: Like the species of tree.
0: Yeah. Nux vomica. It's I, was, still... I thought it was the
1: person. I was like, I don't know that. that yeah. is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, it's still available to purchase for a myriad of issues. And these little tablets are available over the counter.
1: What? Yeah. And they're poisonous? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess they're, like, super, super controlled now, but Yeah, because
0: I was even looking at the... I looked up on <sighs> Walmart. They have them... That one was supposed to be like uh, to treat nausea or upset stomach or something, and they're really tiny tablets. Yeah, and it says Nox Nux vomica. Hmm.
1: So, those medicines, those over the counter medicines? Hmm. Medicines slash medications. Mm-hmm. They have strychnine in them still? As far as I
0: know, yes. Hmm. I don't want to double check that, but I'm pretty sure because I was like, what?
1: I'm just going to look it up real quick and look at the ingredients. There's one, yeah, $7. It's for homeopathic medicine for heartburn or drowsiness due to excessive eating or drinking. Weird, isn't it? All it says is active ingredients is Nux, Nux vomica, 30C, HPUS, whatever. Inactive ingredients, lactose, sucrose. And in ingredients, it says these quotations, uses, have not been evaluated by the FDA.
0: Okay, so yeah, they're not FDA approved. WebMD says that Nux Vomica is unsafe. It contains strychnine, which is poison. Taking one to two grams of Nux Vomica, Nux vomica containing 60 to 90 milligrams of strychnine can be fatal.
1: Wow. So, huh, do not ever get any Nux Vomica stuff. If you know somebody that does, tell them to stop it.
0: Yeah, I kind of wanted to this throw that in there. This is your public service announcement from
1: Relatively Dark Podcast.
0: <laughs> yes, I disagree wholeheartedly. With buying nux vomica over the counter or any way,
1: I had no idea about that. I didn't even know what it was.
0: Now you know. Hm. Huh. It's still used as a homeopathic remedy, especially mm-hmm. out like in India. Yep. Crazy. That is crazy. We're gonna move on. Okay. To tobacco. Oh, tobacco. Tobacco.
1: My papa used to work on tobacco farm in did. <laughs> right
0: down the road from Holler. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so. <laughs> Um, for those of you who don't know, it comes from the tobacco plant. Yes. It is native to the Americas. Yes. The leaves are burned for different effects.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was originally used by Native Americans, quote, as a ritual aid, a recreational drug, and a medicinal herb. Mm-hmm. End quote. Medically, it was originally used by the Native Americans for all of the following ailments. Okay. Diarrhea. Hmm. The common cold. Mucus buildup. Skin wounds and eczema. Inflammation and conditions like rheumatism. And it was also used as a disinfectant where there had been illness. Okay. So the leaves were burned and smoke was kind of just like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So after the European and Spanish doctors got a hold of it, it became the solution for pretty much everything, even cancer. They're not the smartest crown in the box, are they? Mm Mm-mm. So the different methods and forms that the tobacco leaves were used, uh, the leaves were burned and smoked, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. They were ground to a powder, and the powder was swallowed or snuffed. That one was supposed to help with the mucus buildup and the cold and all that stuff inside. They also made it into ointments and bandages or dressings. The bandages and stuff were used for the skin wounds, obviously, and it also helped with the inflammation. Hmm. Inflammation.
1: Don't inflammation? Think.
0: Yeah, I didn't think I said that one right. <laughs> As a French ambassador began experimenting with tobacco, other methods and so-called cures came about. The snuff was used for headaches which actually worked, and it became really popular in the French court mm-hmm. because the queen at the time was the first one to try it. Mm-hmm. And after that, it became all the rage. hmm Everybody got to do what the queen doing. That's right. So over time, just the tobacco smoke became utilized as a medical remedy. So no more snuff, no more... With the leaves and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they probably still used it, but just not medically. Yeah. One physician said that it would help earaches by blowing smoke into the ear. Okay. Right. During the 18th century, there was a new system that was created for resuscitation.
1: Oh, no.
0: This is probably my favorite part of the whole freaking thing. Are you ready? Yes and no. Go. Tobacco smoke enema. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> <Her face>. Ew.
1: <laughs> what? Uh, oh, I just... <laughs> what? You know
0: that saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Bl- blowing smoke. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Blowing, blowing smoke, smoke up my through. booty. Yes. That is where this came from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny. Because it's it was it, Because
0: it made no sense. It was useless and pointless. So that's where that phrase comes from. Oh. That's hilarious that you connected that. Okay. There we go. For those of you who don't know, I feel like everyone knows what an anime is. But I would hate for you not to know and not get the full effect of what this means. So, an enema is, from the Oxford Dictionary, a procedure in which liquid or gas is injected into the rectum, typically to expel its contents, but also to introduce drugs or permit x-ray imaging. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, if you didn't know what it was, and now you do, just let that sink in for a second. Tobacco smoke enema.
1: Hmm.
0: (laughs) This method was specifically used for people who had drowned. Yes. Okay. I'll go get there. The reasoning behind it was that it would warm up the individual and promote respiration. So, I guess not completely crazy, but what? There was a group that was formed to prevent deaths from drowning because it was evidently very common for someone to drown in the Thames River. Okay. So, I guess it was a common occurrence. People fall off and they drown and then they're just dead.
1: Like, put up a railing. They created this group. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't they do that? Like, it's just put up a railing, bro. Maybe, like. You're good.
0: I didn't even think of that, maybe because I saw all this stuff, but... No, we're going to smoke. We're going to smoke bloke up there. <laughs> uh, but this group was specifically created for that reason, and wow. I thought it was crazy, and the organization was called... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so stupid. Oh, get it out. The Institution for Affording Immediate Relief to Persons Apparently Dead from Drowning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was the whole name of the institution.
0: <laughs> Brevity was not their strong suit. Uh, one more time. The institution for affording immediate relief to persons apparently dead from drowning. <laughs> what? First of all, you created a group for drowned people anyway, and then you call it that? Uh. What? So
1: what Why don't is, you what call is it that? What is that Thames River
0: Relief. I mean,
1: hey. What is the acronym for that?
0: Um I-A-I-R-P-A-D, are you including the from and the fours and no. the twos? Okay, I-A-I-R-P-A-D-D.
1: I-A-I-R-P-A-D-D. <laughs> <laughs> I-A-I-R-P-A-D. <I-A-R-P-A-D-D. laughs> I-A-I-R-P-A-D. That's what it is, IRPAD.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, I was cracking Excuse up. Excuse me, like, was- one with I-A-I-R-P-A-D? <laughs> I need to blow some smoke up your (laughs) butt.
1: Are you dead from drowning? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, We're not done yet,
0: guys. It was for a good cause. (sighs) They tried, anyways. So, members would watch for victims along the banks of the river with their tobacco smoke into my kits in case someone fell in. Oh my
1: gosh, I'm so sorry. It's like they're fishing. They got like their tackle box. They got their supplies. And then when one falls, Carl, I get it. (laughs) Oh,
0: Okay, so the kit included bellows that were to be attached to an enema tube Uh. to distribute the smoke. But these were added later. (laughs) Meaning that before the bellows, people were left to literally blow the smoke themselves. And they were exposed to illnesses that the drowned may have had. Yes. Oh. Oh. Like, they had a tube still. Okay. okay. I was
1: like, so they like. Because it said the
0: bellows were attached to the tube. Okay. So, there was still the tube, but you yeah. know, were still awfully close to someone else's butt. <laughs> like this. You <laughs> were still awfully close to someone's
1: butt. Yeah. I don't want um, I don't want my lips even via tube connected to somebody's booty
0: hole. No, no. Um <clears throat> Oh Lord. Let's say uh if instead of blowing you unintentionally inhaled. So you could end up with a possibly fatal disease if they had it.
1: Did they get like hazard pay? Oh god.
0: Well, I don't know if they got paid at all. Oh Lord. Um <clears throat> a quote from the book. And that my friends just about takes the cake for worst way to die featured in this book. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Oh, gosh. So, an odd fact on top of all of this. And it's not funny. It's not funny. <sighs> it's, it's horrible that people had to go through stuff that they went through. But let's just face it. We have dark senses of humor a lot of times, and it's funny to us. So
0: Oh, I'm sure we're not the only ones. Uh. So, um, if the enema failed, the ones providing the service would resort to mouth-to-mouth. But that was looked upon as inappropriate and vulgar. That's why they didn't do it. Yes. Yes, I know. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. I can't I can't breathe air into your lungs through my mouth. But let me get this bellow. Uh-huh. And that won't be inappropriate.
0: Yep. Can't put mouth to mouth, but I can show your butt in front <laughs> do of everybody. The butt.
1: <laughs> mouth to mouth is a no no, oh you must do mouth to booty hole.
0: Yeah, so um, if you're ready, we can move on from the enemas. But. That, is, that is fine.
1: <laughs> Ooh, Lord. Uh, okay. Whew.
0: Because earlier Native Americans used smoke as a disinfectant, mm-hmm. people smoked to keep themselves healthy, and even children were encouraged to do so. Mm. Yeah. This wasn't a completely crazy idea, though, because some physicians found that one component into tobacco smoke actually killed germs, mm-hmm. and it killed the bacteria that causes cholera. Okay, which is an infectious disease of the intestines.
1: Intestines.
0: right? It also possibly helped prevent contagious diseases like diphtheria and typhus, which obviously risks outweigh benefits. But they yeah. weren't completely off base. I A guess. lot of
1: times, it seems like, especially going over all of this different quackery stuff in all of our volumes, even if they notice that there's some bad aspects, of, bad aspects of it. If there's anything good about it, they're they're going to keep going with it. And they run to with try it, and make like, yeah all the way. <laughs> Yeah, they go hard.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Tobacco was also used in toothpaste by some Native American tribes, and it's still used in Asia, although I don't really know what the purpose of that was.
1: I don't know. Yeah.
0: I think we all know how smoking was so popular, and a lot of doctors even smoked. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody knows, but there was like a huge campaign where doctors are advertising smoking and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember seeing something about that. Right. This was mostly just because they saw that only some people experienced the negative side effects. Which is still true. A lot of it you just can't see. Yeah. But even some people don't have... Like, they can smoke their whole life and be just as healthy. So, because of this, doctors were like... So...
1: (laughs) Not everybody has severe issues like COPD. Not everybody gets lung
0: cancer. Yeah. Not everybody has hypertension, high blood pressure. So, that's not even affected. Yeah. So... Doctors and tobacco companies basically exchange support for support Mm. with this. Gotcha. Obviously, today there are no more medical remedies with all the correlations between smoking and a lot of other conditions. Mm -hmm. It's never recommended. (laughs) But I want to end with the tobacco section with a quote from the book regarding the smoke enemas. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Since obviously this this. is not the... I had to end on a note with this one. But it's clearly not done anymore, obviously. But the book says... We can feel a bit safer when visiting the Thames, knowing there's not a creeper waiting in the wings to blow tobacco smoke up our bums if we should fall in. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! <sighs> Gosh! I can't with the enemas. I can't. No. So next, we're going to talk about cocaine.
1: Okay, we're gonna get a little darker, aren't we?
0: Yeah, that's kind of why I needed to—I needed to liven it up with the tobacco stuff. So yeah. It comes from cocoa plant that is native to the Andean Mountains in South America. The Inca people in Peru would chew the leaves for the effect it had as a stimulant. Mm -hmm. This became extremely common in Spain during the 1500s as Spanish conquistadors brought back the leaves from Peru.
1: Gosh, I like that word.
0: Yes. Conquistadors. You know what it actually means? Because I didn't. Sort of like soldiers almost. It just means one who conquers. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. okay. Kind of a letdown, but yeah. geese. (laughs) But yes, it was mostly in the Spanish. Um, Whatever, yeah. Spanish authorities tried to stop it, but since it was so popular, they just gave in, started chewing it themselves, and even marketed it for sale instead. Mm -hmm. Much later, in Germany, a college student successfully extracted the cocaine from the leaves for a thesis. Mm -hmm. After the extraction, cocaine was used as an anesthetic during eye and dental surgery. Mm -hmm. It actually worked. It also acted as an anti-inflammatory, so it was integrated into suppositories to treat large hemorrhoids. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Next came cocaine in drinks. Yep. Not just any drink, but alcoholic drinks. Didn't know that part. I didn't know that either. That's not a very good combination. Right. These were double bad for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you were drunk and high at the same time. With the added effect of addiction. Right. There was one drink that was supposed to be a substitute for meat. Called the cocoa coca beef tonic. Ooh. Yes. Gross. No, thank you. Ooh. Yep. That's it. Just ooh. It was also used in wine.
1: Cocaine and wine.
0: Okay. Yeah. This started when a French chemist experimented by adding cocoa leaves to wine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The ethanol extracted the cocaine, and then the leaves dissolved. It was called Vin Mariani. Vin Mariani. I'm gonna say that's how it's said. But it contained 10% alcohol and 8% cocaine. So, yeah, it was a big hit. Mmm, yeah. I'd Everybody say loved so. it. And finally, we have Coca Cola Correcto. This was an American alternative to the French wine. So, it didn't just have cocaine in it, it was also an alcoholic beverage. Did not know that until now. I knew that. You knew it was alcoholic too? I heard a podcast about it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows how much cocaine was actually in it, but most people think it was probably a lot. Can, can I tell
1: know. you? Can I tell you what I heard?
0: Yes, I heard that it really was not very much at all. Really, there
1: was cocaine in Coca Cola, but you would have had to drink—I forgot how much it said, obviously—but tons and tons and tons and tons of Coke to get the effects of the cocaine.
0: Okay, see, it's not like I you drank think...
1: a can of Coke and were like high on Coke.
0: Well, I think that game. that doesn't really sound as accurate based on what I read because the guy—he was a pharmacist. Yeah. And he extracted the cocaine from the leaves and added the cocaine to the coke and the alcohol. I don't know. Maybe this what was, it was just it was, after it, was, it was wasn't an
1: alcoholic beverage. Maybe then the amounts of coke, cocaine maybe, it wasn't Because this was
0: supposed to be a competitive, competitor of the Vin Mariani. Yeah. So,
1: so maybe the part that I'm remembering remembering is after it wasn't
0: alcoholic drink anymore. Maybe. Because I don't want to say that they're wrong, but it just doesn't seem to fit with what yeah. I read.
1: I do know that the one that I listen to is on a network that has all kinds of different podcasts and it's pretty big and it seems like they do their research but yeah I could be thinking, yeah, at a different time period than what you're talking about right there too. Maybe. I
0: do know that it was no longer an ingredient by nineteen twenty nine. I didn't remember that. There you go. <laughs> all right. That's all I got about Coca Cola. Oh, the um cola part, you might know this. It comes from it's extracted from cola nuts. Mhm. Okay. I don't remember where they are from, but that's where the cola comes. Coca-Cola. Yeah. So, obviously, cocaine is still illegally used as a recreational drug, Mm -hmm. but the coca plants are still used in the production of Coca-Cola to this day. I didn't know that. You did. Which I think is very interesting, though. It is. Because they extract the cocaine from the leaves. They are bought legally from the cocaine plant, no, coca plant (laughs) in Peru, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. And they extract the cocaine and sell that to pharmaceutical companies for medicinal reasons. And then the leftover flavor is added to the drink.
1: Which I think that's really
0: interesting how that's done. So you are still drinking from the same plant that provides cocaine. So now I'm going to give you some crazy stories about cocaine. Okay. So one famous person who was addicted to coke. Yeah, that's right. Cocaine. (laughs) Thought I got my words mixed up again. Was Sigmund Freud. Mm Mm-hmm. Although he was sober by the time all of his works and theories were published, some people wonder if any of it was influenced by his earlier addiction.
1: Yeah. That's very Mm -hmm.
0: possible. Yep. William Stewart Halstead, who was the doctor who started using cocaine during dental surgery, he actually became addicted himself. He was sent to a hospital where the treatment for addiction was injecting large amounts of morphine. Okay. Yeah. So, unfortunately, he left addicted to both, but, quote, Not that he let that stop him from practicing medicine. Oh, that's scary. That's sad and scary. Yeah, but I mean, I don't guess it was unheard of. No wonder people have a fear of the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) This is where it all stems from. Oh, I don't doubt it. Mm. Many famous people drank the Vin Mariani, such as Queen Victoria, Ulysses S. Grant, Thomas Edison. Hello, light bulb.
1: (laughs) Hello, light bulb.
0: And various late 19th century authors. So, the book says something about keeping that in mind when you read some of those classics that these people mm-hmm. were probably, like, down in this stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Some people speculate that author Robert Louis Stevenson was a cocaine addict and high at the time that he wrote Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. He was apparently sick and wasn't even supposed to speak, but he managed to write the book in six days without stopping to eat or sleep. Wow. Yes. So, a lot of people think, yeah, you were on a six-day cocaine binge. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's what it sounds along like. Along with what the book's about. Unless
1: he had something, you know, along the lines of like insomnia or something like that. But he was but, supposed to be bedridden. But of the times, it seems like that's a yeah. uh-huh. possibility.
0: And with what the book's about? Yeah. Kind of weird. Interesting. So, now we're going to move on to alcohol. Okay. This one's not too long, but alcohol is a known antiseptic mm-hmm. and it's a mild anesthetic, mm-hmm. but it started off pretty crazy. So first, we're gonna talk about wine. Okay. This one was definitely a cure-all. Still is to a lot of people. Not <laughs> uh, medication, anyways. You mean it? Yeah. Um, to name a few: depression, memory problems, bloating, constipation, urinary problems, gout, tapeworms, and snake bites. What? Okay. Yeah. Weird. So for urinary issues, it was suggested to mix old wine and juniper berries and boil them in a lead pot (laughs) quote from the book the lead poisoning and saturnine gout were added bonuses lord (laughs) and in case you didn't know saturnine means like gloomy or despair Mm -hmm. (laughs) so because i thought saturnine gout was an actual type of gout (laughs) i didn't know (laughs) so i thought that i would throw that in there thank you for adding that because i didn't know i was just uh, skipping over that yeah i did do it first i was like wait a second so yep Sometimes gladiators in Rome, who were really wounded, had their intestines soaked in wine before they were put back inside their bodies because it was, alcohol was thought of as a disinfectant. Okay. Right. Now we're going to talk about gin. Okay. Gin is made from juniper berries, which I didn't know. I didn't know either. Okay, so now we do. These berries were said to cure jaundice and colic During the Black Plague in Europe, juniper was also recommended in the form of incense, oil, and drinks to flush out their bodies. Mm -hmm. Drinking gin heavily, though, can cause gin blossoms or red patches on the face that are actually dilated capillaries. Huh. Yep. Gin blossoms. Mm -hmm. Never heard of it. I neither. Some people apparently confuse rosacea with gin blossoms. Hmm. But if you know someone who drinks a lot and their face is red,
1: that's why. If they like their gin. Yep.
0: I think it's just alcohol in general, though, can do it to you. Ah. And it's overconsumption. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Y'all. I know my cheeks get red if I have a little drink. I can just have one glass of wine, whatever. Mm-hmm. My cheeks will get red. Yeah. It's too much for
0: me. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> one glass of wine. All you need. Yep. Now we're going to talk about Brandy. Who's she? She's a fine girl. <laughs> what a good wife she, she would, would be. I don't
1: remember the rest. But my life, my love, and my lady is a sea. am done.
0: Brandy, you're a fine girl. girl. What a good wife you would be. <clears throat>
1: so, Brandy. There's a girl. <laughs> Are
0: you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Brandy is basically the core part of wine. Okay. So I didn't
1: know that.
0: I didn't either. Cocaine is to the coca plant, right? Mm-hmm. As brandy is to one. catch gotcha. if that makes sense. Yes. okie donkey. It was said to be life prolonging and it was also used to wake up people who fainted. Okay. I don't know how you're gonna get somebody fainted to take a shot of brandy, but <laughs> anyway. Please do not tell me they're using an enema. Yeah. Doctors believe oh
1: <laughs> I was like, oh <laughs> just skipped over that. I thought it was coming soon. Sorry. I was like, oh
0: crap. <laughs> It just registered what you said. I apologize. Mm. That was a good one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> doctors believed alcohol helped blood clotting, so brandy was used on hemorrhaging patients. It was also injected sometimes during complicated pregnancies, I'm assuming for pain. Mm, that's not good. Yeah. No, no, oh. doctors, no, no. That's not good. There's
1: no good. No, that's, that's not right.
0: right. I have one crazy story about alcohol. Okay. William the Conqueror. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know him. I've heard of him and I
1: should know him, but I don't. (laughs) I didn't.
0: He was King of England at the time of his death in 1087. Is that how you would say that? Or 1087? Either way. 1087, Um, I think. Okay. He was extremely overweight and he wasn't able to ride a horse anymore. He decided to diet by drinking only alcohol. Okay. He decided to diet by drinking only alcohol. Somehow, he lost enough weight to ride again, but during one of these rides, he was propelled forward into the saddle pommel, which is that part Little of the saddle that knob sticks up. The thing yep. that you hold on to. Correct. This actually caused internal damage and led to his death.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. That's not the crazy part. I was about to say, I mean, that's... Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, his body was starting to bloat. Yeah. And along with his weight, he wouldn't fit in his coffin. Mm. So, whoever was attempting this tried to push his body inside the coffin. Oh, no. And he exploded. Okay, say that louder
1: for the people in the back. He exploded. Wow, okay. Yeah. Not, not, n- not. What? <laughs> not good. No. Not, 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 not good. No. So oh, yeah.
0: Crazy story. Oh. Ridiculous. Okay. Last one. Okay. So now we're gonna talk about earth, more specifically clay. Clay, okay. Clay. 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 <laughs> You're
1: clay. Clay. Tarzan. Okay. So she's like an orange is clay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Carried away I just like really got, really got distracted. <laughs> I think that she went somewhere else. <laughs> clay.
0: Clay. <Okay>. Anywho. <laughs> So these were clay tablets called terracigalata, okay. which means sealed earth. Hmm. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. The clay initially came from a Greek island called Limnos, and it was washed, rolled, and then made into these little tablets. And the tablets were then blessed by priestesses and pressed with a seal, hence gotcha. the name. Seal. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Um, It was mostly advertised as being an antidote for poison, Hmm. which is actually true. Oh. Because clay slows down how fast the body absorbs drugs in the digestive tract.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: So, it also helped heal wounds, but the reason these little clay tablets made it into the book of quackery is because of the cure-all claims, obviously.
1: Uh, Of course.
0: Yeah, and the statements that they were stronger or or more efficient because of their seal- Hmm. which represented where they came from and that they were blessed. Yeah. Some of the other conditions that it was said to cure were ulcerations, hemorrhages, gonorrhea, fever, eye infections, blah, blah, blah.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. Later, clay from Armenia was believed to cure the plague. Whatever. Okay. Terra sigillata was sold around Germany by a miner named Andreas Berthold, who dug it up himself where he lived in Striga. Which is now a city in Poland. Okay. So, there is a story here, but it also offers up how it became more popular. Gotcha. So, I'm including it here instead of at the end. Tell me. A young man named Wendell Thumblart. I like it. Okay. Was on death row to be hanged for robbery and had heard about Bertold's. I don't know if it's Bertold or Berthold. I don't either, so. Whichever. is from <laughs> Poland, so Berthold's. Clay tablets that were being touted around as a poison antidote. Mm -hmm. He offered to volunteer himself as a test subject.
1: Okay, not a very good idea.
0: Yeah. Well, he proposed that he be poisoned with the most dangerous that was available. And if he lived after taking the tablets, then he would be set free. Okay. An agreement was made, the deal was set, and he was poisoned with mercury.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And they used, quote, three times the dose needed to kill someone. Okay. End quote. This was followed immediately by four grams of Terra Sigillata dissolved in wine. Uh-huh. And he lived. Wow. Yes. So. So it worked.
1: Yes. It counteracted the effects of the mercury. Yeah. I'm assuming.
0: I don't know if he, like, ended up throwing up because I know a lot of times if you drink poison, like, if you automatically, like, regurgitated yeah, your body is yeah then that's not enough time for it to be in your system so i don't that's know if true. it cost him to throw up or if it just like stopped his body from absorbing it i would assume he threw up
1: yeah i would think i don't, know. I
0: don't know how else but it didn't say but either way he lived huh, and he walked crazy. free they thought okay you've been poisoned
1: by that's the most lethal it's...
0: substance you can live the rest of your life
1: that's funny because in other in other times in other areas if he had survived that they would have killed him anyways for being a witch huh that is crazy huh
0: interesting obviously after this berthold became really popular yeah Um. a quote from the book that i like it says he became unstoppable as a one-man dirt selling show (laughs) (laughs) he held his clay tablets to high standard because of where they came from Mm -hmm. and he was using the quack false statements like you need these these come from striga these are blessed these are magic pretty much yeah so Yeah. Eating clay eventually decreased in popularity as medicine advanced. People weren't poisoned as much anymore. That's good. Yeah. The book said, yay humans. (laughs) (laughs) Yay humans. (laughs) (laughs) However, it's actually not completely obsolete. Some people will eat clay to detoxify the body, although it is really not recommended, people. Okay? (laughs) She's looking around the room like Like I have an audience. All of you here
1: do not (laughs) eat clay. It does. You in the corner, don't eat clay. Yeah.
0: Our listeners aren't here I told you, theatrics, okay? Theatrics. Anywho, it does rid your body of heavy metals. But the thing is, we actually need some of those. Mm. Right. So, I don't know if iron is considered a heavy metal, but you need iron. Yeah. And let alone what else is in the clay, it is dirt after all. So, you're eating dirt.
1: And I understand that the whole saying, God made dirt, dirt don't hurt. Mm -hmm. He did not make it for you to consume. So, yes, it can hurt you. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Yeah.
0: It's not recommended by any physician. Mm-hmm. But there are even celebrities who do it. Hmm. And I just wanted to throw it out there like it's not recommended. <laughs> right. To each their own. You do you. But I am
1: not endorsing this. But do you and don't do that. <laughs> be safe. Yes. Do you and be safe. Yep. That's all I have. I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting you elaborated on some stuff that i sort of kind of heard bits and pieces about you told me stuff i had no idea about <laughs> we shared some laughs i really liked that one that was good, okay. okay. interesting enlightening yes with that being said if you have any personal sto- personal stories <laughs> questions comments about anything we cover recommendations anything
0: like that email us follow us on instagram Join our Facebook group. Become a relative. Yes. Three buckaroonies a month. Yes. Rate and uh, review. Review and follow.
1: Yes. And share the word. Pass the word. Leave spread me alone. the word. Let me alone. Tell everybody. Tell all your bodies. Tell all your bodies. I messed it up. Yep. Tell all your bodies. Alrighty, I think that's it. All I think right. that's got everything covered. Thanks for listening. Coming back again soon, folks. Folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you later, alligator. Goodbye. So long. I will. I will. Good-